Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Last week on episode two of our Sifted mini-series, I was joined by Kevin Miller, VP of Data Insights at Sifted, to take a closer look at predictive modeling. We talked all about simulation and what modeling means, common misconceptions, the benefits of using simulation to make smart supply chain adjustments, and how predictive modeling has the potential to revolutionize your business's sustainability goals. It was a fascinating episode, and so I really hope you enjoyed it. Today in episode three, it is operational automation's turn under the sifted spotlight. I'm joined by Caleb Nelson, Chief Growth Officer, to dive into Sifted's parcel audit solution for shippers, how it can identify and recover lost revenue, how the boom in e-commerce has impacted shippers, and the power of strategic automation. So welcome back to the show, Caleb. Hey, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm super glad to be here. Me too. It was amazing to have you on the show back in November last year to get an overview of who Sifted are and what you do. And it's been a real, real thrill to really dive deeper into this mini series. I've had some really insightful conversations so far with Amy and Kevin. We've had a great time talking more about the Sifted score and about predictive modeling and simulation. And I'm just really excited to explore a new area with you today. So let's dive right in. So today we're talking about Sifted's uh, parcel audit for shippers. And before we dive into the solution itself, I really want to get a feel for the landscape over the last few years because it's really key to this product, right? So when it comes to deliveries, a lot has changed within a relatively small space of time. The rise of of e-commerce accelerated by the pandemic has shifted the entire market. So can you talk to us a little bit about that evolution? Walk us through what that's looked like. Yeah, the carriers are really built to handle a certain number of shipments in a particular given period of time. Uh, COVID and the boom, to your point, of e-commerce really tested the stress limits of that uh, carrier capacity network for both FedEx and UPS. They're looking out their windows right now, even today, and they're looking at their warehouse and saying, look, I can't even see the floor. Right. So many shipments that are out there. Um, And that's really kind of turned this into a carrier's market versus a shipper's market. Mm -hmm. And the carriers have done a a number of things to kind of uh, change some of the audit components to that that we'll discuss and, and, and get into and made it a little bit more difficult for shippers to really kind of wrap their arms around it because there literally is so many shipments going through the system. E-commerce has cooled off just a little bit. It's plateaued, but it's still a tremendous growth over what it has been in the past. Yeah. And it's probably giving us just a tiny bit of relief that we've needed, right? Because I feel like over the last couple of years, especially with e-commerce, it's kind of been go, 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 go. What do we do now? (laughs) Yeah. And we're, I think we're less than 70 days away from Q4, from peak season. Right. So uh, this is kind of the collective breath everybody's taking before uh, the Q4 storm that's going to happen. And uh, for shippers to be really prepped for Q4, peak season, and making sure that they're making right choices and making sure that their client experience with on-time delivery with the carriers that they use is super imperative right now versus any other time. 
Yeah, customer experience is, like you said, imperative, right? It's the difference between whether a consumer is going to come back and buy from you or not, and then the dollar amount that's behind trying to get them back, right? It just takes so long, and you don't want to be there. You want to have the right tools to be able to enable you to keep that consumer, make sure that you're delivering on time. And so you've been with this company truly every step of the way, and although Veriship was originally founded in 2005, and you co-founded Sifted in 2017, I know that 2020 really kicked off a new era when the two companies merged in 2020, right as the pandemic kicked off. Did the evolution that you were seeing in the market at that time of business growth for you help to shape products like Parcel Audit? Talk to us a little bit about that evolution as well. Yeah, 100%. I think to answer your question, it absolutely did shape it. I think uh, really what shippers need is they need, every, every shipper is overwhelmed with data. Like if you go to uh, download all of your data, it's so much data that it can crash Excel. Like Mm -hmm. that much package level detail data is so heavy. Shippers don't need more data. They need more insights to their data. And that's essentially what Sifted is built to do. What has shaped some of our product decisions in going through that is the therefore what question. We're trying to get shippers away from like, congratulations, you spent $250,000 last year with FedEx. Good job. And it gets into the, therefore, what? What can I do about that? What reimbursements are available for me? Um, How can I make improvements to that spend? How can I reduce that spend? How can I be a better partner to FedEx or to UPS? And ultimately right now, when it becomes a carrier's market and growth is through the roof, You want to be as attractive as possible for your partner carriers, and you want to be able to make sure that you are above board getting all of the available refunds back for you. And to your point, uh, client experience is solid, meaning the carriers are performing, which means you need to be looking at your data and making really um, corrective action or decisions based upon what you're seeing reflected in that data. On-time delivery is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. And making sure that you're not just taking the carrier's word for it. Right. Yeah. And it's so true. You bring up a lot of really great points there. I mean, the fact that it's a carrier's market, not everybody's thinking about how to be attractive to that carrier. Because in order to keep your customer experience, you need to make sure that you really solidify that relationship with the carrier. And the delivery portion of that customer experience, like I said earlier, really makes or breaks it. And I think the other thing to mention here too, is that I just recently found out that a large retailer you know, is um, managing $21 billion worth of um, inventory through Excel. And Mm -hmm. so you're right. How do you take that data? How do you use it to the best of your abilities to not only help with reducing some of those costs, but being a better partner and then also being a better business to your consumers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, A lot of companies are still in the old school mindset of, Mm -hmm dealing with their partner carriers like hey give me what i want right. or i'm going to take my business and i'm going to go to the other carrier in a carrier's world right now and with as much volume as the carriers are getting through their system and we've said that it's kind of slowed down it's still a massive amount of volume up from what it was before um, most of those carriers will say good luck bye and so it, the old school ways of like give me what i want or i'm going to walk 
mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily carry the same weight it once did. And um, for you to be able to look at your data, know where you're strong, know where you're weak, know where your carrier is strong and where they're weak, and to have real data-driven conversations with your carrier rep to say, look, I need better performance in these areas. And because you're not performing to my level of standards or the standards that my customers experience, I need discounts in these key areas as compensation. So it's more kind of that give and take or more changes of like, hey, I'm going to be willing to make operational changes to be a better fit for you, uh, carrier, uh, but I need compensation in these areas here. Uh, And I think a lot of those secrets are found within the data. And having a good viewpoint is, I think, the majority, like 99% of that. Once you have a good viewpoint of the data and what's happening with your business and what's happening with the carriers, you can then make the corrective action needed in order to be able to be the best version of a shipper that you possibly can be. Yeah. And let's face it. I mean, recently UPS, you know, said that they weren't going to work with Amazon anymore. And so, you know, if that can happen with one of the largest um, companies in the world, I mean, just think about what your business actually brings to the table. Yep. Yep. UPS has a mantra with their new CEO, uh, better, not uh, bigger. So the better, not bigger mantra um, has netted it, uh, netted them extremely uh, high bro- uh, margins and, and revenue over the last quarter, um, and it's that has played out very well in their in their favor. Um, so the the idea of like I'm a big deal to UPS, and um, they better give me what I want. Uh, that mind sh- mindset needs to shift, uh, and it needs to be more less emotional. That's an emotional response. Give me what I want, or I'm gonna just pull my business. That's a very emotional response. It needs to go to a very emotionless response of data and what's happening in your business. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with you. So the growth in e-commerce has plateaued, which is what you mentioned earlier, but we are at an artificially inflated place. Mm -hmm. It's grown past what it would have done organically if the pandemic hadn't happened. So what are the main challenges faced by shippers right now? I think we have infrastructure that doesn't meet demand, mindsets that haven't caught up, which is what you have just mentioned and we talked about. What are you seeing from your perspective and that of your customers? It's um, a really challenging time for on-time delivery percentages. Okay. So um, how well the carriers are actually performing and the expectations that you have for them, um, those uh, performance metrics are very poor. So uh, we're, and it's happening for a couple of reasons, but excess amount of volume. So more packages means that you're going to have more that are delayed and it's slower in the system, but what most businesses have been facing is labor shortages. Mm-hmm. And that's no different for FedEx. FedEx is having some serious labor shortage issues right so now. And we saw on-time delivery percentage hover around the 95% range to 92% range. Mm-hmm. Now it's um, not uncommon to see shippers, depending upon where they are in the country, experience 70% on-time delivery percentage, which is absolutely unacceptable on-time delivery percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of that has to do with those factors that are there. Um, UPS is faring is is weathering the storm uh, much better, um, and I think it's because of their uh, labor concerns is not really a concern for a union based organization like UPS is. Right. Um, but they also have some challenges facing uh, a possible uh, 
union uh, concern uh, that's coming up with their Teamster agreement with their drivers uh, in July of next year. And they're already talking about uh, renegotiating that contract. And so there is some uh, uh, high risk with both carriers right now and lack of performance. Um, we're kind of helping shippers understand the need to diversify and not put all of your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Um, a lot of shippers are just trying to combine all their volume in one spot so they get the biggest discounts. That really puts you at a, at a risky situation when on-time delivery performance is really low. Yeah. Um, they don't have enough employees to move those shipments. And then you add peak season, Q4 on top of that, uh, with an excess amount of shipping. It's, uh, it's going to be a rough um, October, November, December. Well, and you, you know, you talk about those KPIs, right? And just internally, you've got your internal customers, which is your management and your C-suite and all that sort of looking at the KPIs going, what is happening? Yeah. And, you know, I think that diversification is really a good option because at the end of the day, you can really manage those expectations and manage those KPIs a little bit better, especially in a situation where, you know, UPS is working better right now, but maybe not of July yeah. next year. And you can plan for that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And to be flexible, I think is a big um, area that uh, our, you know, industry, our shippers um, that are out there using UPS and FedEx, flexibility is typically not a word I would use to describe most of those companies that can right. easily move some of their volume to other carriers in times of need. But to be set up for options to be able to do so and to know by looking at your data, when is the right time to do that? That's a really important aspect that you don't want to be six months behind the eight ball. It's not going to be a fun transition for you. Huge, huge. Well, I appreciate you for, you know, setting that scene for us. So why don't you give us an overview of what Parcel Audit does? How do you help your customers through Parcel Audit? How does it address the challenges that we've been talking about? So um, Parcel Audit is everything that in my mind is related to um, carrier performance. And you want to know where your carriers are performing well and where they're performing poorly and you want to know that if they are performing poorly and you have selected services that you've used with them that offer money back guarantees, mm -hmm. that when that is not achieved, you have that ability to go get that money back from the carrier. Uh, the carriers, oddly enough, with the excess amount of volume for a period of time, they shut off all guarantees. So they said, we're not even going to guarantee that we can get that package there on time, even though you're going to pay premium services uh, to do that. That's a scary situation to be on. Mm -hmm. They have flipped some of those guarantees back on. And so if you have shipments uh, that you're selecting some of those services on and are available for refunds, there is no reason why you shouldn't be getting those refunds back from the carrier. And if you don't have an audit set up, it's a great safety net to have in your business. I, th I think to, to one other point on that, um, a lot of shippers are looking for more auditing solutions, more money to, that, that can be saved or achieved outside of the traditional, well, it was late or it was lost or it was damaged or it was right. stolen. Um, and we get into, in our data sets, we get into a predictive audit. And what that means is that we're looking for repeat issues that have happened hmm. that you can fix from happening again instead of just always being an issue. So I'll give you an example. 
a lot of shippers have bad addresses saved in their address book. They might not realize that it's a bad address and the carrier isn't telling them it's a bad address. They're just simply charging them a $17 or $18 bad address fee to correct it. We in our data set can go back and say the last 10 times you've shipped to this address, it's been incorrect and you've been deemed a massive address correction fee. Here's the corrected address, get that updated in the address book and you've essentially fixed a problem before it even becomes a problem for repeat issues. Yeah. And that could be, you know, like the address is put uh, spelled differently or something like that. And somebody has maybe picked the wrong one. Like you've got a list of five for that particular customer because it's been typed in wrong one time and you're picking the wrong one every time and you don't necessarily realize it. And now all of a sudden you have the data to be like, oops, this is what we're doing wrong, not what the carrier is doing wrong. We can fix that really quickly, really easily. You can go in and delete some of those lines of data maybe, right? Um, and get your, get yourself back on track. Cause $18 a shipment is a lot, especially oh. when the margins on delivery are pretty small. It's even like, especially if you're offering free shipping. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just talked to a shipper last week that had $170,000 in bad addresses. Wow. And those are addresses that aren't, it wasn't the carrier's fault. It was their fault for fat fingering the address in there or the client moved and didn't tell uh, the supplier that they had moved. So when that repeat order comes through, they had no clue and it was just kept going to the wrong addresses. Carrier kept changing it. And um, it tends to delay the shipments as well because the carriers need extra time to be able to find out the right address. So it, it it's a good kind of cleanup situation that you should be doing. Every shipper should be doing that on a regular basis. And most shippers want to, they just struggle to find that information. It's buried in 150 page invoice from the carrier. Right. And it's wasteful, right? From a sustainability angle, it's wasteful from everybody's standpoint. And if you have to redeliver something, you know, your carbon footprint. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's dive a little bit deeper then into exactly how parcel audit works. It's going to analyze all sorts of different data for me, which is what we've been talking about, and then simplify it so I can understand what actions I need to take next. Is that right? Because we've talked about how the data can help sort of in a predictive way. It can also help with um, the challenges like you were talking about as far as like, you know, bad addresses and things like that. But what about the action I need to take? Like, what does that look like? So it's, it's really simple. We often get questions like, well, what data is it? Well, it's your invoice data from FedEx or UPS. So we link with your FedEx.com account or your UPS.com account. Once that link has been made, as soon as they update with new invoice data, we absorb that invoice data and we take every single tracking number that is in that invoice data and we retrack every single shipment. And in retracking every shipment, we look at what the uh, expectation of delivery time was, what the realized delivery time was, if there was an error, what was the error? And then we categorize it to tell you the true on-time performance for your carriers. The reason why I said at the top of the show, don't take your carrier's word for it, is a lot of times customers will say, well, FedEx is performing, you know, 90% on time for me. That's good enough. Well, where did you get that number from? Yeah. Uh, and most of the time it's from FedEx themselves. 
they will tend to, every carrier does it, they'll tend to pump up those numbers and remove areas that are acts of God, weather-related issues, certain things like that. But that's not your true client experience, is it? Your true client experience is your client might not even know or care that there was a storm back east that delayed that shipment. All they know is that that shipment was late Mm -hmm. and did not meet the expectations that you set forth. So having a clean picture based upon retracking of all of those tracking numbers and getting a good understanding is step number one. And then step number two, the software automates it all. So you don't have to do a dang thing and only brings to light the areas that really you need to focus on. So we call it like fish where the fish are right. and focus on the areas that really need t- your time and attention. And well, then once it's done, it goes and looks for those errors and files for the refunds automatically. Amazing. I mean, so talk to us about the time that you're saving some of your customers, right? Because if you're doing it manually, it's not only the time, but it also means that you're probably not catching everything that you need to catch in order to make some of these decisions, get some of these refunds, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So what kind of time is this saving some of your customers? Uh, hours and hours and hours in, 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 in any given week. Um, and to your point uh, about a very large retailer, you know, managing their inventory in Excel. Most shippers use Excel to do this kind of stuff. Excel is a great tool, but it feels like you're stuck in Excel hell when you're trying to figure out some of this stuff put in place. And uh, it takes an average shipper typically two to three hours just to get their data in Excel and Mm -hmm. formatted correctly, just so that they can then identify the right areas of of maybe improvement that could be there. So a lot of that is taken off of the the customer's plate, done automated in an easy way, and then provided in really beautiful dashboards for them to say, this is what's working, this is what's not working. They spend less time manipulating the data and more time consuming the data, which Mm -hmm. is what everybody wants to do. Absolutely. And you talked about refunds, right? And I think we need to clarify this because I don't think a lot of people even realize that FedEx and UPS offer refunds to shippers for late deliveries and pricing mistakes. So in a lot of cases, that analysis can really lead to businesses recovering money that they didn't even know they had. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So uh, the refunds are done in a number of categories, but the carriers essentially issue you money back when they don't do their job correctly or when they've misbilled something incorrectly. So we talk a lot about performance and late deliveries and getting that money back. That's absolutely there, but it's also in your contract. If the carrier says, Hey, I agree to give you Sarah this discount on this service level and they don't adhere to that, you would want to know that you're being misbilled and you would want to get a refund back from your carrier. That happens and goes unnoticed every single day. FedEx and UPS are not perfect organizations and having a good safety net that's continuously looking for areas of improvement and mistakes for you to go get that money back is what it's all about. I can, I can only imagine. And that revenue recovery is also happening across invoices and contracts, I think, as well, right? So yeah. shippers can become really proactive, not just both in optimizing their own 
operational decisions, which we've been talking about, but also in holding their ca- carriers accountable for service failures. And, you know, that's a real gear shift for the industry. So talk to us about the revenue recovery on the invoices and contracts as well, because that's another area that I just don't think uh, we're looking at. Yeah, I I talked to two shippers in this month um, so far that have really talked about uh, and we analyzed their data. We should we identified that one of them was being misbilled. So they were on their contract expecting to get a X percent discount. Mm -hmm. The carrier did not give them any discount on that particular area. And they were over being overcharged for nearly six months without any clue on that. Um, Another one is sometimes in those contracts, you have certain areas that you can negotiate um, that uh, tend to expire. Um, So they'll say this agreement or this discount in this agreement is good for uh, 12 months. Mm. And you have varying parts of your contract that can expire in different times. I just talked to a shipper that they did not know that one of their major discounts and one of their major fees Um, had expired three months ago. And they knew that their rates were going up. They couldn't really pinpoint where or why. So a a system that can look at your contract and compare it to what you're being billed and then uh, feed up any information that doesn't match is exactly what uh, we we do for shippers on on a weekly basis. And I need that for my cable bill because I I feel like that's what happens on a monthly basis. And then I got to pick up the phone and call them, which I do not want to do. I know. I know. It's exactly that. I I need that in every other aspect of my life because I I think we put so much trust and faith that you're being billed accordingly. Mm -hmm. And the minute that you find out that you're not, all that trust kind of goes out the window. And um, it's really difficult to manage that process Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in Excel or in any other kind of uh, spreadsheet related tool. It's just not fun. Well, and obviously for a business, right? If if you've got somebody who's in that position that's managing it and potentially leaves and things like that, I mean, if you don't have something or a tool that is managing that for you, you won't get that notification because they were the ones managing it and they're no longer there. I mean, there's yeah. a variety of different reasons why that would happen in a business's standpoint and a variety of different reasons why this tool would really help to keep on top of that. But let's talk about integration <laughs> because sometimes, yeah. you know, time and budgets are tight um, and we don't they don't always have the good data to begin to feed into the platform. So how does that all work with sifted parcel audit? Talk us a little bit through that. Um, integrations like stupid stupid simple. I think we've made it as like we, we call it 30 seconds easy mm-hmm. um, and uh, oftentimes that's the number one concerning question I get from shippers is like this all sounds good but how long is the integration process and right. how much uh, IT time do I need to support to do it? You don't. We send you a secure link and in that secure link, you log into your FedEx.com account or your UPS.com account or any other carriers that you might have and you hit link data. At that point, your job is done. Nice. The system goes through, automatically files it, automatically pulls in. For UPS, we can pull in um, a year's worth of historical data and for FedEx, it's six months worth, gives you a great baseline. And then we retrack all those shipments and look for any available refund uh, to go out there and get that money. 
Amazing. I love that. And so do you have an ideal client? Like, do you have to be processing a certain amount of deliveries um, to get the most benefit out of this? Or, or what would that look like? Uh, I, I think uh, an ideal client is somebody who ships maybe $200,000 a year or okay. more. Um, uh, that, that They're going to get a substantial amount of refunds back. Um, that's there. And they're going to find operational issues like the address corrections we talked about um, mm -hmm. that they could potentially make some strong uh, decisions on. Um, we also perform the exact same services if you sell on Amazon. If you sell on Amazon, um, they're, Amazon is exactly like FedEx and UPS, but on steroids because they're doing warehousing and pick pack and fulfillment and all of that. Um, and there's more rooms for those errors to happen. Um, and you can link your Amazon account into that if you sell on Amazon for some of your products. A lot of companies we service sell on their website. They also sell on Amazon. So it allows for them to be able to do audits on both categories um, just fine. And if you sell on Amazon, you can be a much smaller seller all the way down to $50,000 a year and get some substantial refunds back from Amazon. Great. I just thought about a potential um, introduction. So I, I just took note of that because I think that that's really great. I mean, there's a lot of shippers on Amazon that could really, really benefit from this solution. So I love that you've incorporated that as well. So you've talked a lot about different examples, right? And talking with your customers. Let's get into a case study, right? Um, what was their challenge? Give us an example of one of your clients coming to you with the challenge, what that was, what the impact or ROI was on implementing your parcel audit solution. Yeah. So a good one in my mind is a medical device company that we've been working with. Um, they saw some major challenges happen. They saw their on-time delivery percentage from their carrier and their customer experience drop. Mm. They couldn't figure out exactly why. The carrier was telling them, no, on-time delivery looks good for us but they wanted to be able to validate it. So they went through and retracked every shipment in a given period of time and saw that there was a major discrepancy between what the carrier was telling them versus what they were seeing and what truly was the client experience. Right. Um, and they wanted to be able to make sure that they were being billed correctly. Um, and, and they tried to manage it within uh, their own system in a house, uh, both with Excel tools and, um, some other items that they were using. And they realized that this was just very time consuming. It wasn't necessarily the amount of money that they knew that was available. They knew that the carriers were messing up and that amount of, of money was out there, right. but it was more the lost cost and opportunity that was being wasted in hours being put into looking into this. Right. And um, in a matter of uh, about eight business days, we plugged in their data we identified what the problems were. We identified uh, a total amount of about $60,000 in available refunds for them to go get. Um, and it was automated from our stance and they said, go get it. We flipped on the audit and saw they saw those refunds come back in. But more importantly, we in our contract uh, monitoring, we, we identified that they had two areas of their contract that had expired and uh, was up for renegotiation that they thought that they were getting discounts on that went straight back to rack rates, which means 0% discount. Right. All, all in all, it was a six-figure savings from them. Um, but I think more importantly, it's the peace of mind to know that you're doing things correctly, yeah. that you are um, 
being the best version of yourself that you possibly can be uh, in dealing with the carriers. Yeah. And I think that peace of mind is, um, and uh, lack of, I would say, wasted time in Excel. Um, there is a cost dollar to that, that uh, is not hard dollar savings, that's more soft dollar savings, but just as valuable as the six figures that we provided. Absolutely. Plug, play, and free money. I mean, who doesn't love that? <laughs> in eight business days. I mean, just think, I, I've got people in the audience listening to this going, that would have taken me months. Yeah. Right? Of work that I really don't want to do and that they're not really paying me to do because that's not really my core, um, potentially, position. Right? Yeah, this is why technology exists, to do some of the really tough, mundane work that... Um, shouldn't be on your plate. And you, there also might be individuals listening that say, well, I already have an audit provider. Um, the audit is great, but it's only one component of auditing or mistakes that can be made that you should be looking at. Right. A lot can be happening within the four corners of your business that are mistakes that are happening for you that are just as impactful as carrier mistakes that are happening that your current audit provider might not be looking for or finding because they don't get compensated on that. Absolutely. So finally, I just want to touch on automation. I mean, you just said that's why technology is around. Yeah. We're having more and more conversations around it, but there's still a good amount of overall resistance from people, particularly workers on the front line who are worried about issues like maybe job loss. Yeah. But this for me is the perfect example of automation. It's going to optimize, save costs, create efficiencies. Let me get on with what I should really be doing on a regular basis or a day-to-day -day basis with the reality being that people would really struggle to do this themselves, which is what we just mentioned. What are your thoughts on that? Do you have any final words to share on the power of well-chosen and strategic automation within supply chain? Yeah, I think individuals that are out there listening to this um, are smart, capable, and want to make better informed decisions when it comes to um, managing their company's transportation. Um, your time is best served making those decisions and identifying um, areas within your process that it's not working. Your time is not best served trying to manipulate that data to get it to a spot, just to even have that viewpoint. And most of uh, who we talk to spend hours upon hours just getting, like I said, trapped in Excel hell. Uh, and I, I think, um, most everybody wants to make better informed decisions. They don't want to spend the time to go through the mundane data to just find it. Absolutely. So what a pleasure to have you back, Caleb, for another awesome chat. I think we've talked a lot over the last year or so about how changing consumer demand and the rise in e-commerce has impacted things like last mile strategies or driver shortages, but we really haven't talked much at all about the behind the scenes implications, about how the ins and outs of shipping like address corrections, residential surcharges, service failures, or invalid pickups really impact a business's bottom line. And it's really incredible that just by automating your parcel audits with a partner like Sifted, you can save so much time and resource and recover money you didn't even know you had. I mean, it's an absolutely no brainer. If you want to find out more, you can check them out over at sifted.com. A massive thanks to Caleb for joining me and to the team at Sifted for making this episode happen. And we'll be back next week for the fourth and final episode in our Tomorrow's Insights delivered 
Word Today mini-series. To round out the series, I'll be joined by Adam Molding to talk about Sifted's contract management suite and exactly how it can help you establish targets, run re-rating scenarios, strengthen your relationships with your carriers, and optimize how and who you're shipping with. It promises to be an insightful end to the series, so make sure that you don't miss that episode. Caleb, thank you so much again for joining me today. Thank you, Sarah. Have a wonderful day.